strange stories of peculiar people and extraordinary events throughout history. This is Notorious Narratives. Welcome to Notorious Narratives. I'm Jen. And I'm Robin. So tonight I'm going to talk about one of the weirdest presidential candidates of all time. A woman named Yetta Bronstein. Whoa, that's cool. So this tale takes place in 1964. Good 1964, girl. a year well known for a lot of different weird shit. Not necessarily weird, but you will remember that this is the year that the Beatles hit America. Mm-hmm. They put out their debut album. This is just a few months after the assassination of JFK. Oui. So we have Lyndon B. Johnson, who took over for him in the White House. This is a time when America's just getting started with the Vietnam War. They're actually actively now engaged in the Vietnam War. This is also when the U.S. Civil Rights Act was passed that stopped segregation. So There's it's a like, lot going on. It's a big year. A year of a lot of change. It was very tumultuous. And like, then here a woman is stepping up being like, I got this. All right. So. Love it. Culture is changing. History is changing. Society is changing. Politics is changing. Mm-hmm. So it's just. The it's, world is changing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, yeah. History has like reached like a fever pitch and like things are really about to change. Yeah. I was like looking through the year 1964 and I was like, holy shit. A lot was really going on at this mm-hmm. time. In 1964, Lyndon B. Johnson as president took over for JFK after the assassination. Not hugely popular wasn't even really hugely popular popular as a vice president certainly it's not super popular as president he is you know the the technical president that got us involved in the vietnam war yeah but also i mean he he has a lot of he, he had big shoes to fill as well. of course you know, right loved kennedy so. who would who would want to follow that act not me nobody <laughs> Like, nope. Nobody. But then, but then he also said that, though, because it's like, if it's not me, then it's going to be someone else. President dead. Vice president becomes yeah, president. But he could resign. And he could be like, I'm sure. out. You know, the 1964 presidential election comes around. And Lyndon B. Johnson is the incumbent. He's the Democratic candidate for president. Mm-hmm. And he goes against a man named Barry Goldwater. I love the name. So Johnson led most of his campaign by shaming the Republican Barry Goldwater for wanting to use nuclear weapons against Vietnam. Okay. And Johnson had a very famous television advertisement called the Daisy Girl advertisement. I don't know if you've ever heard about this or seen this. If any of you out there have not, you should definitely Google it. It does exist on YouTube. It's about a minute and a half long. Basically, it's a video of a little girl out in a field picking daisies. And then suddenly you see a nuclear bomb go off. Whoa. And so he put this advertisement out saying that these are the stakes, implying essentially that if Goldwater were to become president, he used nuclear power against Vietnam, that he would basically just kill all your children. That's the way Johnson's taking this campaign. And Goldwater's going a little bit of a different direction. And he's utilizing fellow Republican and TV star Ronald Reagan to use him as an endorsement. So he loved the Reagans. yeah. Right. So Reagan's making speeches and backing him in hopes that this would draw the undecided votes his way Mm -hmm. towards Goldwater. But amidst all this dirty politics, a third candidate emerges. So running as an independent write-in under the political party called the Best Party, a Jewish housewife from the Bronx, the wife of a cab driver named Yetta Bronstein became a candidate for president. I thought maybe she was the first woman to ever run for president. So I was like, oh my God, this is totally going to be the first woman to run for president. I'm so excited about this story. And then I actually found out that uh, the first woman to run for president is a woman named Victoria Woodhull, who ran for president, even though she could not vote at the time. 
And she was only 34 years old, so she was actually not old enough to even hold the office. 35, right? I think. Right. Yeah. And she ran her, the person that she ran with was Frederick Douglass. So, hey. like, way the fuck before 1964. But then again, did you know that there was a woman who nope. ran for president no, in the 1800s? I, I thought this yellow lady was the first woman. Yeah. No. That's why I'm like, that's why I'm like, this is amazing because in that time period, that was just like right. crazy and, and out of control. She's like, Coming like, out of the kitchen. Yeah. She's busting that glass ceiling open. I love nope. It. I love it. Nope. <laughs> Apparently, Victoria Woodhull did it long before. She is actually a pretty cool character. You should totally look her up. Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Segal. And I'm Kurt Sutter. And welcome to our new podcast called Pie People, Influences, and Experiences. Yes, it's sort of the uh, get to know you at a deeper level the who, what, when, where, and why you are, rather than what it is you do. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about what people do. We just want to know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. We just want to be really nosy. We want to get in there. A deep dive into nature and nurture. And we started it because there are a lot of people that we don't know that we are curious about. Right. And I have no friends, so for me, it's, you know. Trying like, to get them out of the house. Listen to it on whatever you listen to <laughs> podcasts on. Yeah, podcast, your, homecasts. Your, 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 your podcasting apparatus. Watch it on the YouTube. He's aging himself. You know, Bronstein gets tons of media coverage, even though she's relatively unknown. But, you know, the press is kind of like bored. Johnson, Goldwater, they're like, eh, Johnson's going to get it. It's going to be a landslide. Like, nobody's looking to change it up, you know? Mm -hmm. Nobody knows who this dude is. They're not really into him. She's doing all of these advertisements and these interviews, and she's exuberant and chatty. And she has a very heavy New York Bronx accent. Love it. Okay. She was featured on dozens of radio shows per week. Um, her platform was a little strange. So some of the things that she felt that she would want to do if she came into office. She wanted to staff her cabinet with people who had failed in life and learned to live with it. So am I a candidate member? <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely, I'm ready for the cabinet. I'm, I want to say secretary of state for me because I'm very good at failing. I like have <laughs> learned to live with it for so long. I'm like ready. She also wanted to exit the Vietnam War stating, it won't be better even if we win. Hey, at least she's, she's she was yeah, she she's, was fucking right. So another part of her platform was uh, free bagels. Ooh, I am all about this. A mink coat in every closet. I might get some. I mean, you know, I feel like in the '60s people were a little more pro fur than they are today. So I feel like mm, today so. would definitely people the, the vegans oh, would today, be very yeah. unhappy. She wanted a national game of bingo to see Ooh. who had to pay taxes. <gasps> oh, shut up. So if you win bingo, you don't have to pay taxes. B34, right? bingo! Right? I love um, that. Another idea she had was that instead of paying taxes in the usual fashion, you would actually gather up your family and your pets, and you would go down to the tax office, and you would all get weighed. Was she 80 years old? And How old was she? She was probably in like her 40s or 50s, so like housewife-ish age with a child who was old enough to play drums badly. She could have been 20, she could have been 80. And she, so you had you and your family weighed along with your pets and that would be how you paid taxes so, the so you paid you are, five dollars a pound oh, for oh, no. your income tax for the year yeah we're fucked we're totally <laughs> fucked well that makes sense all right because so, all right so back in what the victorian times it says that anyone that was well rubenesque rubenesque was made to be they were doing more, well yeah right. they were they, they were wealthy because so fat they people can, should pay more taxes 
And if you're skinny and undernourished, like you should not have to pay that much taxes because you're clearly poor. I want that to be true so badly. It just is not the case. She also wanted to take away the congressional salary and force them to work on commission. I am 100% behind this. And my favorite, she wanted to spike Senate's water fountains with truth serum. (laughs) Where would she get this truth serum? I don't know. Harry Potter? (laughs) She also wanted to allow guns in the home, but wanted to decrease the velocity of bullets by 95%. So you could shoot people, but it wouldn't do that much harm. And you would only have, like, maybe one bullet per gun. Oh, you used that one bullet. Sorry, you're done. And you're done. done. That's it. Um, she wanted to hang a suggestion box outside the White House fence. Oh, can you imagine? I mean, just stuffed. Stuffed full. She wanted to put a nude photo of Jane Fonda on postage stamps to help ease the deficit. I mean, yes. I mean, I mean why she not, was right? Jane Fonda. She was smoking. Smoking hot. She also felt like this would really help out those who couldn't afford Playboy. And they just looked at their mail all the time. Yeah. You know, like, just buy a stamp. It's the same. What? Right? I mean, it's 42 cents now. So, right? So, for forever stamps, how much was it then? One penny? Two pennies? It was five cents. The press took her very seriously, and so did voters. Campaign materials circulated. I mean, she has some great points. I mean, yeah. There are definitely things about this that are like, yeah, man, I am super sick of politics as usual, and screw the status quo, Senate, Congress, let's change things up. Mm -hmm. Let's get out of Vietnam. Let's talk about different ways to pay taxes. Let's brainstorm. Let's save people money. Let's work on those people that don't have any. Like, yeah, I'm got it. Let's help them get Playboy. I mean, she cared about people and their pornography. It was very important to her. If there's anyone that will, it's going to be Yetta. Yetta wants to make it better. That, that's her That's her, that's her campaign slogan. That, yep. That, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Bye. <laughs> so campaign material circulated with a photo of a middle-aged Jewish woman. She used campaign slogans such as, vote for Yetta and things will get better. Oh, shut up. Were used. Love it. She's also in the habit of breaking into song during interviews. I mean... So she's, she's essentially he's she's essentially us running for president. Just a stream of consciousness saying whatever the fuck she feels like, breaking into song, being quirky, being bizarre. Political marches were held in Atlantic City, parading in from the Democratic National Convention with signs saying Clean Sweep with Yetta, depicting pictures of brooms with Yetta's face on them. Housewife, right? Yeah. yeah. Another slogan she used was put a mother in the White House. That has been my slogan since for, forever maybe like five years i mean but yeah it was like i'm certainly you were not eight years old thinking that like mother should be in the white house no but i'm like put a mother in the white house she gets shit done you know taken care of country is her baby so she said why should you vote for me her campaign literature asked think of all the things your mother did for you the feeding changing washing ironing lying for you crying for you now you can pay her back by putting me in office i will represent all of your mothers and act in their behalf for you wow so this is compelling shit yeah right people are like this is this is interesting so yetta actually proposed a deal to the incumbent democratic president johnson she offered that she would drop out of the race if he took her on as his vice president. That, of course, he did not. He did not do that. So, though she received significant media attention, when the votes were tallied in November, she failed to win a single district. Oh, I know. Bummer. She went on to publish a book called The President I Almost Was, and she continued to run for office. She ran for president again in 1968. She also ran for mayor of New York City. Good for her. Though, though there is one thing about yet. Oh, no. Throughout all of is this she not American media attention, no one had ever actually seen Yetta in real life. <gasps> all Shut of her up. though she had a lovely speaking voice and was vivacious in interviews she had never been seen in person her campaign was run completely by mail and by phone so so yetta just catfished the entire united states yes she did yetta was actually a prank 
that was hatched by a husband and wife duo, Gene and Alan Abel, who were themselves professional pranksters. Oh my god! I mean, I feel I feel very pissed off the fact that Yetta is not a real person. You feel pranked, right? I no, I I don't feel pranked. I feel very disturbed. Yeah. I I I I don't like these people. Yeah. How dare they? I feel I mean, like I was lied to and I'm very upset about it. I'm betrayed. So Alan Abel was a PR executive in New York City. I mean, he actually used a picture of his mother for the oh, for the campaign materials. Oh my god. Gene was a skilled improviser who played the part of Yetta. Occasionally during interviews, Alan would chime in claiming to be her campaign manager. The Abels aimed to show just how ridiculous politics was getting at this point. This is in nineteen sixty four. <laughs> right where like, are they now where are they now fast fucking forward <laughs> my god <laughs> i thought everything was great <laughs> just the idea of a woman in that time going forward and representing things like this and the changes and everything that she wants to get done i find that very inspiring and i thought that that was that m- what you were going with that i'm like wow i'm like yeah she got no votes yeah but that, that, that sucks but she, she made going. the leap and she kept on going. And she was no. fake the whole fucking time. She was fake the whole fucking time. So yeah, the where's, Abel's... Where's, can- where, where are the cameras? Are there... <laughs> what's going on over here? This what? is not candid camera. God damn it. The Abel's continue to be pranksters. In 2007, Alan and a friend picketed the White House lawn as concerned colorblind citizens protesting the Department of Homeland Security's color-based warning system. Saying that it wasn't fair to colorblind people. And their complaint actually made it all the way to the desk of Condoleezza Rice, who actually read it and just started laughing hysterically Uh, the moment that it hit her desk. I don't blame her, no. Alan was also paid to pose as Deep Throat after Watergate (gasps) for a a press conference. (laughs) Oh my god. For 150 reporters. I know. Are they still around today? Yeah. Are they still married? Yeah. They there was there was like a bit of talk that during the last presidential campaign that they were gonna bring Yetta back. Because hey, they were like honestly, it's already a fucking joke. Oh my god. In November if they bring her back and be like, Okay, you know, yet yet a campaign for oh my god. I vote would. for Yetta. Things will get better. Yeah. So that is the story of one of the weirdest presidential candidates of all time, Yetta Bronstein. Just another notorious narrative. Have a show idea? Send it on over to us along with any questions, comments, or corrections to NotoriousNarratives at gmail.com. You can follow us on our Instagram at NotoriousNarratives and Twitter at NotoriousTales. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Every review helps other listeners to find us. Thanks so much. That is fucking insane. I was so excited there for a second. I love how... I was like, I can't tell you, because like, like, it doesn't work unless I get the turn. I feel like a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs>